when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Okay, Lars, moment of truth. Taste that milk. Wow. That's so good. But really rich, really fat and full. I was going to say, get some strawberries and put this on top. It would be amazing. It's like butter. It tastes like ice cream. Yeah. Like butter ice cream. I'm not going to tell them I'm lactose intolerant. (laughs) (laughs) This is going in badly. (laughs) Hi. I'm Helen Holliman, and welcome back to our Copenhagen series of Munchies, the podcast. Today, we're milking a cow in Denmark with a Michelin-starred chef. Christian Puglisi is one of Denmark's greatest chefs. He's an alum of Noma and El Bui, and at just 34 years old, he owns four acclaimed restaurants in Copenhagen, Relay, Based, Manfred's, and Mirabel. Relay, which he opened in 2010, may be the best known. His efforts there earned him a Michelin star and a coveted spot on the list of the world's 50 best restaurants. But today, Christian doesn't want to talk restaurants. He has something new he wants to show us. So we hop into a delivery van full of milk cartons and start driving west into the sleepy Danish countryside. After about 40 minutes, we pull up at an idyllic organic farm, complete with several ancient barns. Denmark has the highest share of organic produce in the world. Christian wants to take Copenhagen's organic ethos to the next level by turning this pasture into a school for gastronomy and agriculture. He calls it the farm of ideas, and it's probably his most ambitious project yet. The dream is to renovate the barns and begin inviting chefs and farmers from across the world to meet here, exchange ideas, and then develop next level sustainable products. So you've decided to become a milkman. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's such a... It's like uh, the, the whole, like, knowing where your, where your produce comes from and then, like, uh, the, this mentality that we've been really going into over the last number of years. And, like, for me, this is the absolute climax so far that I was out buying cows and, you know, we've bought a milking system and we saw them arrive and then we're trying to deal with this and it's so it's so complicating our lives but in a way that we just enjoy all of it you know what I mean it's just it's just so special so it's like if, if uh, it makes sense that nobody else does it <laughs> you know what I mean because uh, why why would you you could get milk whenever you want yeah but like the, the, the whole the whole part of uh, having being so hands on with something and being a, a part of it in the good and in the bad of the process from the very beginning is just 
exhilarating. I think it's fantastic. So that's what we are cultivating here in the, the true sense of the word. We're just seeing where it will bring us and see how the cheese is going to change. And like the first day. Do you want to read the directions? Remove washing pipe, put on milk hose, pull out handle and open valve, then the washing, put on washing pipe, open handles. That's Lars Hinnerskopf Eriksson, our Munchies Denmark editor. Make sure washing begins. Crash course in uh, how to pull milk. Amazing. The great thing is, what I really like is that we are a part of pushing the boundaries. So we start with eight cows. We start with the situation of us having to test every week. Because these are the, these things, all these laws, all these legislations are made for a world where uh, the dairies are humongous. They have thousands and thousands and thousands of hectoliters of milk coming in every day. And the laws are made based on that. There's no law that makes sense when you have eight cows, because there's no reason for it, you know what I mean? So, so we are doing these things, we are, and doing it well, because obviously we need to be able to do this well and, and not get anybody sick. Um, we can be a part of pushing those laws and be a part of changing them, so it makes it easier for other people to do these things. And then we can start using the milk raw, um, at uh, but having to cook it for beginning might be the first step to maybe in three, four, five years, then maybe we can just use it raw, no problem. Then maybe we can make raw cheeses. Maybe we'll be making raw cheeses here that for longer storage because it's in our under experimental whatever, and we can be a part of showing that this is the way things will go. So we can be a part of making food uh, better. You know, I think that's that's really fun. I think if you feel that you can improve something by adjusting something, you do it. That's how you get somewhere. And it's the 1% that might pick it up, but I think that's what we play for. And then the rest might get the nuances or not. It doesn't really matter because I think that with the having that approach influences on many, many levels, not only on the weather, the flavor is a little bit more one or the other. It's not it, it's, there's more to it. There's more to it in terms of the staff, in terms of us, in terms of the restaurant, also the story that is obviously behind the restaurant. And people get it. I was, when we started Relay, I was like, oh, we need, I want to use the cheapest possible table because I want to make people understand how great food you can put on plywood, how much money you get for, like, you would really see that all the money that you spent was put on the plate. It's really difficult to have people be very oh, understanding about all those levels that you want to put in it. When we changed the plywood table to the massive oak table that is really badass and really expensive, people really understood how the food was really good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it's the whole picture. It's not the small things, but the whole picture is made of of all the small things. So you need to whenever you can adjust something, you need to you need to deal with it. I think, and I think for. for the excitement that we're putting into all this and the way we're working with the cheese these days and stuff, of course it's going to make the cheese better. Like, there's no doubt. If you can't taste it, it's not my problem. But of course it's better. I mean, that's, that's the approach. Whoa. <laughs> oh my God. Like. Yeah. Wow. 
It's like the Sistine Chapel in yeah. here. It's amazing. And, and the idea is that this would then be the space for the big workshops, like where you would have 300 people. And, and my plan is, I've said it all the time, like instead of inviting Dan Baba to come and cook a relay, we would invite Dan Baba to come and cook a relay, but we would also invite him and his farmer like to come here and not only talk to foodies, and but you know, to actual people that need knowledge to do some of those things from the area, farmers and all these things. So the interaction, what I think is really interesting is that we can be very, very local with the local area, but very like international because we have a certain reach with what we can give, you know? So, so boom, you get a guy in the super high top level in terms of uh, uh, thinking, innovation and gastronomy and agriculture. And you bring him to this place where the village has 36 people living in and bring farmers in and see how that can exchange ideas and what that could give. That's that's what really, really excites me uh, about this. And then we would probably set this up. You have the big door into the central area here, or the central courtyard. So we will probably have a little bit of a restaurant feel here, maybe cafe, maybe bakery, set up some ovens or something like this so you could get some food here. Because if people are gonna stay here, obviously you need to have something for food, right? And this is where we would then be able to do events or stuff like this. But you can you can have 300 people here, easy. Idea sort of uh, grew from let's go and do the obvious things to make the restaurant. But I walked in here and saw this. It's fine, it's great, but how? it's, it's like it's never going to be a restaurant. How do you put a 10-person staff in here all day, every day? It's never going to work out. I just saw money... <laughs> going down a big black hole forever. Like, that's that's what I saw in here. But then uh, I went home, I was like, it's a bad idea to make a restaurant there. Like, it's a bad idea. Why, why am I thinking about that? It's not what's going to happen. We should focus on the farm, and the work that we should do, we should do on the farm. So my idea was, okay, we can just move in, we can get the cows here, and then we can use the other one to just be that space where we work the vegetables. And that's when the idea of having this open source place came, because that idea turns into, well, maybe that expertise, those ideas, they can include other people. We have uh, uh, this uh, woman, which is a perfect example. Uh, she she took over an apple orchard, which is Ritbjergo's old apple orchard. Ritbjergo is a very famous Danish politician that bought this big uh, apple orchard and then planted a lot of old varieties and all these things years ago. She sold this to this woman that doesn't really know what to to do with all these apples, right? Uh, she's not really a professional enough. And we are now buying all the apples. We did it last year already. We bought all the apples and we made cider out of it. So we, we know what is good to have as an end product. We do not necessarily know how to make the process, but we can find some people that can do the process. And there's, there's, a, there's value out there. There's someone that has apples that doesn't know what to do with them. So maybe she can learn from it. She can make her own side in the end. Or we just keep on buying apples. This year we're going to do it the same way. But more and more people are attracted here. And with us, if we pull this off, it's going to be even more. Uh, so this will create a very special area, I think, with, with a lot of uh, interesting farming going on. And the key is that it's 40 minutes away from Copenhagen. So it's really not that far. It's, you can you can go here easy, or easily. So, and then again, for me, the key is that we have local, but also international. The same way as we can have people come make a symposium, we can have people from abroad coming to study here, but we can also have maybe someone that is amazing at making cheese in Spain. 
to come here and do a two-day workshop for for people in the area or from all over Denmark, all over Scandinavia. What do I know? So that that that's, uh, it has so many so much potential in so many ways. What the hell happened to chefs? Like 15 years ago, you would travel the world to work in the most high and prestigious kitchen. Then 10 years ago, you'd people went and started foraging, and now people are building farms and big ideas. I mean, where do you sort of see this going? Is it is it part of a wider movement here in Denmark, or is it? I don't know. I, don't, I, ne- I never see myself as a part of any movement. Like, I don't. I, I think it's a, it's a, it's important to go for what you what you feel like. I mean, for me, these things excite me. Like that's. For, I w- I've been going through a year that has been very complicated for me because I went from being okay. I, I'm a young chef. I'm very ambitious. I want to go to the best restaurants in the world. Okay, did it. <laughs> Worked there. Got a lot of uh, experience. Uh, now I have an experience. I want to make more restaurant. Did it went well, and then it's like, so what is it that I like to do? Like, I originally thought that I was just going to be standing by the stove cooking until I would pass out on it. That was my approach. I was one of those like very bo- 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 work, 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 work. I was like, a lot of things changed for me when I had a kid. I realized that life has many things to offer, and to for me to understand that. I'm not just a chef, I'm actually many things because I enjoy to deal with many things and not only with the cooking of it, but also be able to influence things at a bigger, uh, in a bigger picture like this is, uh, but also be able to, to take initiative to some things and believe in some ideas that I've been successful with doing so far. Everything from the restaurants to the book and all these things, the wine import, all these things we do. Something where I've just had an idea and say, I want to I pull this through. I think, I believe that this can be great but also also as a business like as an idea as a, as a total idea and and uh, the, when I don't go looking for another project but it starts with something and I can just see it grow and the vision just becomes more and more clear and I want to deal with that you know what I mean and I want to work with that I cannot I cannot be the head chef of relay day to day, making sure that the orders come in, making sure that the onion is put one way or the other and make these things. And I need to sort of understand that life is what it is and I want to make the most out of it. And I think this gives me a lot of inspiration the same way as cooking. Thank you so much to Christian Pugliese for showing us this beautiful place to the cows for their delicious milk and putting up with us, and to Lars Hinnerskoff Eriksson for being the best tour guide ever. On the next episode of Munchies, the podcast... So my big my big dream right now is to go to, to North Korea and, and make a beer. It's a beer that, that they have never seen before, and then and, and have people drink it. But is it more than a dream? Have you actually... Is there any way in that you looked into? Is there a... Yep, I'm 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 working on it right now. It's 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 not going to be easy. Check back in two weeks when we'll continue our Copenhagen Chronicle and knock back a few beers with the creator behind the cult brewery, McKellar. Until then, get all of our delicious Munchies content over at Munchies.tv. Hit us up at Munchies on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook too. And if you like the show, show us some love and rate it on iTunes because it actually does help us out. I'm Helen Holliman. I'll catch y'all real soon.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.